Hi, welcome to the ESI What's Next podcast. I'm your host, Alex Feldman, and I'm taking you on a journey to learn about the exciting student entrepreneurs coming out of the ESI program. special mini-series about the ESI Sustainability Challenge, we are sitting down with Matisse Karienko from Green Dream to talk about why he and his team decided to join the ESI Challenge and solve the problem they attempted to solve. Student hackathons are a great way to learn about the future, about, about how the future is thinking about the current problems. Let's learn about the future they envision. Hi, Matisse. Uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, before we get started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hey, so it's very nice to be here. Um, shortly about myself, I I live here in Riga, Latvia, but I come from a small hometown, uh, Bauska, and um, yeah, during my school days, I was doing a lot of things. I had a student companies, and I was playing playing in a band. I was uh, sort of into mathematics and physics at the time. And also was doing a bunch of stuff as dancing, singing in a choir, debating. And right now I'm studying in the last year of uh, at a Stockholm School of Economics in Riga, which is a perfect uh, school for me, I think. And uh, it really uh, gave me the foundations of uh, how to uh, how the economy works worldwide and globally, macroeconomics, microeconomics financial economics. So those are crucial aspects, in my opinion, uh, to have the understanding how to build a business. And I think that is also one of my goals currently to find the idea and find the business to build and yeah, and also understand uh, how, how to make it a success. Gotcha. And I guess the question I have for you around this is, let's say, when did you kind of realize or, or know that let's say on once let's do two, two parts of this question when did you kind of realize and know that kind of building a business was something that you want to pursue uh and then also let's say how did that did that come let's say before or after you joined the university or is this something that comes kind of farther back in your, your personal journey yeah thank you for your question because actually i think this idea of um building something and um creating the value and selling it to someone who needs it actually comes down to the fourth grade when i was in the fourth grade and i had uh, like this student company that was selling uh wooden um um wooden tools for kitchen so <laughs> actually it was super primitive the idea there was maybe some originality to it but it was super basic i just uh, me and my friends and my dad also helped me and then I understood that uh, there is so much to it like approaching the people selling the stuff that you created and uh, marketing creating the banners business cards everything uh, business plan as well and we actually got pretty successful first of all we uh, sold a, a lot of those tools so we earned a lot and also uh in this junior achievement environment of the student companies we also got like fairly successful we got like two second places uh in the national this competition so and that was the first fit and then i sort of uh, moved away from this entrepreneurial or whatever it is uh 
side and then I was um, super into music. I was playing in a band, pianos. And then I started uh, studying economics in university and I sort of um, found myself again in it. And I thought, okay, this is it. This is something that I want to do and I want to really deep uh, uh, dive deep as I can. And um, yeah. Let's see what 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 I can do. Did kind of a, a little bit of a diving into a part of what you said. I know you said sort of let's say in the middle you you got really into music. Uh, did you did you give up pursuing music or did you kind of decide it? Let's say a did you give that up and b like kind of what made you decide to come back from let's say being more involved with music to being back into kind of entrepreneur entrepreneurship and economics. Studying at SC is um, very time consuming and. Um, so generally I just didn't have time, uh, to be with my band and first fall uh, in the first year I, I was saying to everyone, oh, uh, everyone was asking me, are you still in a band? Are you still, still playing? Uh, and then I said, no, we are just in, we are playing. We are still playing. We are just in this, uh, energy saving mode, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, now I understand that this is sort of faded away and um, because, yeah, it was super tough to study and to combine all those things. And um, yeah, I had to focus on studies just to just to pass the exams. And um, um, because I think that, that uh, I have to study to understand the things, right? And that will be beneficial in the long term for me. So that that was my decision to to study and not uh, be full time with my band and music. So yeah, and then the studies brought me this vision of uh, becoming. Uh, become, I don't know. I don't want to say that word entrepreneur, but yeah, I'm still on the way. But yeah, I hope you understand me. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I I think ultimately, right. Um... At the end of the day, we often need to prioritize what we end up spending our time time on, and we can't we can't spend our time on everything, right? Because our, our time is quite mm -hmm. limited. Um, and so, let's say, if you want to pursue some things, it kind of often comes at the cost of others, and you you have to kind of just make the decision of you know where am I focusing my time and attention? Um, and let's say you had to a moment where it's like, okay, I'm going to focus on on studying, on on being more on kind of this uh, business entrepreneurial pathway compared to kind of a more music. Um, uh, band pathway it's, it's kind of what it sounds like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and so kind of kind of leading into um, the actual program itself uh, were you doing let's say prior to the the se challenge did you enter like other hackathons in the past was this your first one kind of did you know what to expect uh, I'm, I'm curious about that yeah i was i think at least in one hackathon that i remember um it was a 48 hour hackathon where uh, it was regarding mobility and there was this idea about uh, carpooling so um yeah that was my first first one but i really enjoyed it so um now it was also exciting to join the se challenge gotcha and and how did you find out about it what what kind of prompted you to be like okay i want to cuz this one this one was longer but it was a full I would say what close to eight nine days i think end to end it's yeah. partially partially online but but you know in total was was a, a almost what four or five times the commitment for the 48 hours one um how'd you find this one what made you kind of decide like okay i want to i want to 
be part of a longer hackathon, uh, you know, a bit more commitment, etc. I think there are many things to it why I decided, but first of all, I think that the SC marketing team really did really good job because I thought I saw SC everywhere in my LinkedIn, uh, other social media, school posters, and also I had participated in other SC programs before. And so, yeah, that's why, that's how I uh, uh, um, decided to, then I decided to take part in this as well. And uh, then I was searching for, for my team members and also the prizes were super huge. So I decided, okay, let's just uh, give it a shot and let's see. So not, not super huge, but yeah, I think it's, um, you for for a student program you rarely see those kind of prizes so uh and actually fun fact that i had a surgery in the middle of the week oh wow so i knew the, that fact but i thought ah i i i want really to participate in the sessi challenge i hope I, I hope that i will be able to walk uh wow. in, that, in that weekend of the presentation because yeah uh the the uh, doctor said that I might might not be able to walk, but oh, wow. uh, actually I got the wheelchair uh, already prepared. I, I had the wheelchair uh, in my car during the program because I thought, okay, maybe if it hurts so much, then maybe I'll get out of the wheelchair. But then it just turned out perfect. So yeah, sometimes you have to risk it. I, that, that, I mean, that's that's a pretty crazy story as well as you know qu quite the dedication to to this hackathon. Um, it, I assume, I mean, based on what it sounds like it, it didn't cause too much of a, um, disruption or it sounds like you kind of got your surgery. It went very well. And then mm. kind of got back into the swing of things as, as quickly as you could. Uh, so, well, that's impressive though. I, I have to say, I am, I'm very, fairly impressed about that. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, um, kind of backing up for, you kind of touched on this very briefly, but I, I want to unpack it a little bit. Um, you mentioned about kind of finding teammates and, and kind of how your team came together. Um, can you elaborate on that? Did you know some of these people from beforehand? Did you kind of meet them all at the first day of the event? Um, just unpack kind of how your team came together and maybe afterwards tell a little bit, you know, how you felt it worked or didn't work or, or your kind of your yeah feedback of that experience. Yeah, actually, uh, I think at first I thought that our team was super random because uh, first of all, uh, one of them is uh, Vladimir. Uh, he's my course mate, but we never, we were never uh, like, we didn't know each other that well before. Uh, I just thought we were we were studying in the same school, same course for three years, and we still haven't like spoken that much. So I thought, okay, he seems like a cool guy. <laughs> Let's let's try to write him because uh, all of the others like declined and uh, they had other plans. Let's try on Vova and uh, the, I mean I invited uh, at the first the, the my friends that I knew that would be interested, but unfortunately they had plan plans. So Vova agreed, and that was a surprise, but super nice. Then I invited uh, a year younger uh, uh, Nora, uh, a girl from the second year. Uh, uh, and yeah, she's super like creative mind. Uh, I thought, okay, she would be a great addition to the team. Uh, and then I also asked my girlfriend because I wanted to see how we uh, um, how we work together in this super intense environment. And uh, 
so we have this a guy from uh, my school that I have never spoken with, this girl that they don't know each other also, and then my girlfriend, which is also like from uh, not even my school. And uh, yeah, so it was super random, but it turned out super well. And uh, I'm glad that I had the team members I had. But, but it sounds like you, you a couple different things. It sounds like you pulled that team together kind of in, in advance and kind of brought the team to, to the challenge, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, right? You kind of yeah, it was before the challenge. Yes, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, which is quite interesting. But it also sounds like you you almost assembled that team yourself, and you kind of, I mean, not necessarily kind of thinking, but sort of based on who you could get and who would be interested, you kind of pulled together a team and said, "All right, let's let's do this challenge together." Um, mm -hmm. And did it? Did you also pick up any new people at the event itself, or you kind of stuck to this core group of, of four team? At yeah, well, we we were ready to for someone to join because at at first I thought that it's a, that is the concept that we, that we have mm. to prepare the team before the mm. event. Oh, but okay. Still, yeah. So, uh, but we were of course ready. We were um, uh, open uh, for anyone to join. So we uh, this first session we um, uh, left this uh, free space option uh, so could a everyone could join but yeah no one joined us so we stayed together kind of continuing from that right uh, the way that this challenge was structured you you had these different challenges from from various partners um how did you guys come about with choosing these challenges i mean considering considering you had the team in advance did you guys like pick the challenge in advance did you wait to hear kind of the the, the details um what went into that thought process of like oh this is really the problem that we want to work on solving yeah i think again that there are a lot of um things behind this decision but uh mainly um i think that the fact that we come from this financial background financial education background and uh, that sort of nudged us to choose the seb challenge over the uh, Rimi and Ecobaltia. But uh, yeah, we thought that maybe maybe there is some uh, room for innovation uh, within the SAB challenge and we can like be more innovative in this challenge than, than the others. Yeah, Good that's process. a part of thought of process. Guys, so, so you sort of thought that, let's say, um, because of your backgrounds, you had kind of more knowledge about the space and you thought that you could kind of work something around it. Is that the right way of thinking about it or? Yeah, yeah, that was that was the idea, but I don't know if it helped us. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's so so good in theory. Who knows in practice? Kind of kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Got you. And then, and then, can you sort of talk about like, okay, so you, you decided you're like, okay, we think we have the at least some of the right skills, more connections to the problem here that SEB is a bank. You know, we're we're coming from a business uh, economic background. How did you go about kind of? Let's say, talk us through this thought process or, or whatever the, the development process you guys had for coming up with the solution that you did. Um, how did you come together? Did you guys kind of have a process as a team? Um, I don't know, just talk, talk us through that. Yeah, of course, we had a WhatsApp group chat. We had a meetings, uh, daily meeting. At first, we were super confused about the idea because, uh, you know, it's getting harder and harder to become uh, too, too, uh get to the very innovative idea. So uh, we thought, okay, this sounds super basic. That sounds super basic. And, uh, but yeah, over the night we somehow, uh, Laura actually 
uh, came up with this idea to uh, about this renovation for the houses where it's like super engaging, like a competi competition between the flat owners where they try to be as energy efficient as possible and um, data, all the stakeholder stakeholders receive what they want. Basically, we have the revenue streams, the bank has the data that they want. And yeah, it seems like a good idea to build. And then we started to build a mock-up so we could build on this uh, physical, um, not physical, but like this, uh, we used UIZard, this uh, software to create a mock-up for our little mobile app and then we added more features and it was just easier to add if we saw what we already have so yeah and then we proceeded with that and then we also created the mock-up and then we uh, asked mentors what they think about it and then we about after many iterations we just adjusted it and then yeah that was the process what do you think was let's say through the the feedback from the mentors and the iterations what do you think was kind of the biggest thing that you learned from that process that you kind of didn't really know at the beginning i think the biggest problem was to really get uh get straight the revenue streams the revenue models uh, the business models and uh get the people on the platform on the app to use them because yeah to get the people to download one extra app on their phones nowadays super difficult because they have already a million apps uh, on their phones, but yeah, uh, I wouldn't say that we clearly answered that during the hackathon, uh, but we had some ideas. There were in-app incentives for the people to download the app. For instance, I don't know, you can get some super discounts if you use this app over the long run, compete with others with, with some gamified um, uh, features. So yeah, that was the hardest part. Mm. Gotcha. Did did you kind of uh, talk to any target group to kind of figure out which which of those was the most interesting for them? Or and let's say how how did that process go? Yeah, yeah, we had some ten plus interviews um, with uh, potential users. Right now, I, it's hard for me to remember what exactly they said, but essentially, yeah, we tried to respond to their feedback as good as we could. Um, anything specific? Yeah, I mean, some little features. I don't know how deep we can go in here. Just uh, how it would be more um, for them, more easy to uh, just, just walk around the app and uh, use the features, stuff like that. Got you. Uh, I think I'll kind of jump jump into to this question. Um, and at least the way that, that I describe it, I, I've been involved in, in different capacities with many, many hackathons for probably probably six, seven, eight years now. Um, and I think one of the things with hackathons, they have what, what I like to call the, the Monday morning problem, which is usually you kind of have a hackathon. Usually it's a weekend, but let's say it's a week, whatever. Um, the finals of this are usually Sunday. Um, people get all, all excited and then you hit Monday morning and most people kind of go back to their, their regular lives. They kind of had a really fun experience and then it doesn't go anywhere. Um, let's say, how, how was, let's say, how did that happen with your team? Was there sort of this Monday morning issue? Um, is this something that you guys are going to continue with? Um, have you talked about kind of putting structure around that? I'm really curious of, of you know, how do you guys see what, what's happening next? Or is this kind of, you know, this was a fun week and, and we're letting it go and moving on with our lives? 
Yeah, actually, so I guess there are two things. First of all, um, the problem really exists and such ideas should be, um, such solutions should be created um, at some, some point, but we understood that we are um, not in the right point of time to develop this because some of us have have still the studies and uh, other responsibilities. So yeah, we just chose not to continue this. And the other thing is that um, from the other side, uh, the SAB uh, bank representatives wrote us after the hackathon and they said, oh, we really liked your idea. Let's, uh, we could connect you with the uh, Ministry of Economics in Latvia because they are also really interested in the renovation. So we saw, okay, wow. Uh, let's have the second thought about it. But yeah, still, <laughs> we, we declined the offer and we said maybe sometime uh, later. Oh, yeah. but, but do you see this as more of a when you said maybe sometimes later is this sort of sometime later you'll you'll pr pursue something else entrepreneurial or sometimes later you're like maybe you'll actually pursue this idea or solving this problem i was thinking about this particular problem but yeah currently i also have like this uh, another project going on uh, which is like commercializing of a scientific achievement and which is super complex and time consuming. So I really want to focus currently on one thing because I believe that you can get the genius, you can be a genius in one thing. So let's just not be uh, all over the place. So that was the reason behind the decision as well. Slight, slightly, let's say slightly similar, but slightly different version of this question. Let's say, even though let's say you guys are not pursuing this problem like let's say professionally or, or business oriented or whatever are you guys let's say staying in touch more let's say casually more as friends like did this actually bring you guys together as a group or is it kind of also you came together and you're kind of drifting you know kind of ships passing or, or something like that oh yeah absolutely if we were a super uh, random team as i said before <laughs> now we are like just uh, buddies because you know when a group of people i think when a group of people uh, goes through super intense period of time, then they super they get this bond together, and uh, yeah, I think we are now friends, and I'm happy to have them in my friend list now. It, would you consider? Because I think this is I don't know from from my experience, I feel like for most people this ends up being often the case. Would you consider, let's say, the essentially the friends that you made through through this hackathon to be the kind of biggest reward or biggest outcome or best outcome um yeah for sure mm -hmm. kind of the last couple of things and then we'll, we'll wrap this up um first one do you guys think that you guys will probably do more hack hackathons in the future or do you, this is kind of the first of many or do you kind of think that like i'll do this for now and and you know we're busy with our lives and i don't think we'll, we'll do this again at least soon me personally, I think I will definitely participate in more hackathons because I see the hackathons as a gym for the creativity, mm. you know, like because sometimes you get stuck in uh, some daily tasks and your creati creativity also after intense studying of uh, three years, I feel that my creativity muscle is, I don't know where it is. <laughs> I feel that I'm less creative than I was before. So yeah, hack hackathons are a good place to um brain the creativity muscle i say if you were to do it again or if you were kind of thinking of the next hackathon that you would do what would you do differently uh what would you try to improve uh anything towards towards that you know what, what would you kind of learn that you kind of do slightly different next time around 
Uh, yeah, first thing that comes in my mind is uh, I was super nervous when I was pitching, and I think that the stress comes from not being uh, very well prepared. So uh, next time I will feel I will I think the focus should be on preparing the pitch and the presentation as well as you could and be as confident as you can. And that is one of the things that comes in my mind now. Um, yeah, and start thinking about your pitch on the day one and uh, what are the main things that you should address. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know, that's just my... Uh, no, I, I mean, I think that, that, yeah, I think that's one thing that's definitely a, a, can be a bit challenging if someone who's done countless pitches, especially in this context, right? You, you have very, very, you, let's say, you need quite a bit of time to actually build and, and discover and, and kind of adapt and iterate. And then you need, have to do the time to communicate it. Um, and I think that can often be yeah, a bit challenging because you're, you're very kind of pressed for time to, to do this. Um, mm. And I think often, I think what people, I don't know, maybe forget is, is I honestly think there's, there's a really good TED talk uh, from Tim Urban, or I'm trying to give it's on his TED talk or not, but he talked about preparing for giving a TED talk um, on, on his blog. And I think one of the things that he showed is, is that you can either like memorize it completely, like your, your, your pitch, or just mm -hmm. like memorize the key points, especially if you like don't have enough time, you're actually better off memorizing like, okay, what are the key points I want to hit? Memorize that and kind of work your way through it. Um, compared to like actually memorizing like piece by piece where you, if you don't really have enough time to do it, uh, it kind of falls apart. But if you have kind of your key points, like, yes, it would probably be better if it, the whole thing was memorized, but if you don't really have the time, you don't have the ability to do that, then actually trying to do too perfect actually gets in the way of being good. So you can be good mm -hmm. enough from, from just doing like, here's the bullet points that I want to make sure I hit these, these key ones. Um, and then, and kind of going from there. So that's kind of my, my suggestion, especially in like a hackathon setting. Cause I, I, I don't. I don't really think you can have a perfect pitch in that setting because I, I just don't think there's enough time, right? It, it's, it's very, very condensed. Um, yeah. <laughs> just my two cents on it. <laughs> yeah, maybe then I have to just... Uh, maybe the peer, the peer pressure or some pressure, I don't know, from the audience, I just have to deal with that and uh, yeah, go with a key point strategy. And yeah, I just have to read about it more and... Uh, I mean, the peer pressure, honestly, is just practice. Like, like that, that's really all that is. You do this enough, you get, you get kind of used to it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that's kind of a, a good place to sort of wrap up. Any final thoughts, any th final things you want to say before we, we sign off? No, just uh, join the SE Challenge next year. Will it happen, by the way? All right. Uh, will it? I know the program itself is ending uh, at the kind of towards the end of this year. I don't know if there's there's another one or whatnot. Um, I think there's supposed to be another hackathon. I don't know when. I, I don't. I'm not sure the dates have been announced, but I, I'm pretty sure there's supposed to be another hackathon at some point between now and the end of the program. So, well, I, I look out for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, everyone who wants to join the hackathon and feels that it's sounds like a good thing for for him or or her, then yeah, please do because it's super fun. Thank you for listening to this episode of the ESI What's Next podcast. ESI is a program aimed at fostering socially responsible and environmentally sustainable student innovation through education and new venture creation. We are grateful to the European Regional Development Fund, SB Bank, and Remy for their support. Tune in next week to find out what's next in the world of student entrepreneurship.